Welcome, I'm John Lynch and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Discarded Compass. I'm John Lynch and we've got Paul Hillerman here uh, tonight. Paul is a non-dual speaker or such, I suppose you call it that, Paul. Uh, welcome, Paul. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. Paul, what led you on this path? I mean, how you were? I read some of your story, I know some of your story, obviously, but uh, a lot of suffering, a lot of apparent self-centeredness. And how did you reach this uh, this way of talking about what happened to you? And what happened as well? Irritable restlessness and discontent. <laughs> the disease of the self. Probably. Yeah. A need for relief. Yeah. So, and interested in getting out of what I thought I was in. Took a lot of turns, went in a lot of different alleys. Uh, but all in all, it mostly failed, and that was its success. Yes. So I, I was done before I was done, meaning I was done with a lot of stuff before I was dead, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happened. I think, you know, who knows? But I, I got struck sober, and that uh, – a lot of a lot of other possibilities to take hold where with that act of addiction there was no no surface to grab really and nothing could really land other than the addictive expression so it had its way with paul and uh came to an end on a regular day basically I'd given up all hope and stuff like that. And uh, I was what they would call struck sober. Uh, I was uh, completely surprised. I didn't know it at the time, but over time I've seen that's where it started. I just got struck sober. Something uh, convinced, uh, let's say a foreign aspect, who knows? Because I didn't seem to be too able to be convinced, but I was convinced that I was not managerial quality and I was screwed, really. Yeah, completely. And never changed. Doesn't come up for debate. Doesn't get reviewed annually. It just became... uh, Many people have it. It was just... uh, The contrast was so harsh, it was easy to see the turn. It wasn't subtle. So it was something came to an end and something began, which was a life of being sober. Yeah. So I have been in that life now for 34 years. And um, that life provided a lot of opportunity, such as the other life did. Uh, this, uh, this These opportunities led to more expansive ease and comfort, you know, enjoying peace of mind being of value to others, the other possibilities just brought you to uh, a pitiful, incomprehensible, demoralized state. So there you go. Yeah. So it was some form of grace you're talking about? 
Well, that's for the lack of any better name. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously something did for me what I couldn't do for myself, nor could my mother, nor could the state. Nothing could get me sober. Yeah. So, I mean, I could guess I could stay sober if I was quarantined or institutionalized. I could do that, but that didn't look that attractive to me. So um, I spent two years in a program, lived there. Uh, when I left, I wasn't that happy about it and them and the way they did things, but I had to begrudgingly admit my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. So, yeah, uh, I had been introduced to surrender many times, surrendered to the cops, surrendered to a lot of things, surrendered to a hospital bed for 10 months as best I could. So uh, AA way of life gives you the same possibility of surrender, but it's to something greater than yourself. And, uh, and what gets abandoned is self, this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, the loser, the alpha, the omega, whatever you want to call it, a self-centeredness, an extreme version. Uh, yeah. So recovery if I got, if that moment hadn't led to me being introduced to a way of life, it would have wrinkled up on the vine. Yeah. But because part of the getting struck sober, it led me to getting, going to a meeting of recovery that night at the hope that it would allow me to be able to stay somewhere. That was the deal. You can stay at my place if you go to an AA meeting. So that seemed like a good deal. I went she picked me back up and I got hope in that meeting. And uh, by the time next morning a rope came around, uh, I could think differently than I usually did, which was I woke up and I thought, I better find out if there's an earlier meeting. I can't wait till eight o'clock. I won't make it for that long night. So I called up what you call AA. They told me there's a meeting right near where you're where you are, 12 o'clock. I went to that meeting, been going ever since. So I found a way of life that allowed sobriety to extend for over 34 years. And then that opens up other possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to look at it as a relative linear trajectory of a person's life. So while I was sober, I heard other ideas and not only heard them, they could land. I wasn't occupied uh, by that addictive nature as much. So things could land and uh, unload, unpack, and brought me to uh, this idea around 1995 or seven or something. It's introduced to the idea of non-duality, not clothed in Advaita or other things, but just non-duality, a negation of the two-ness that seemed to be the format I lived as. Yes, I was thought about a lot and I was the thinker a lot. What the hell? I was the object of thought. I was the subject of being the thinking. It was crazy. So non-duality uh, was a very novel idea. Yeah. Very novel. How it long ago, Paul, was that? How long ago was that? Sorry. 
the non-dual well, aspect yeah, when it came into your when life? I heard, when I heard about non-duality? Yeah. Around 95, 97, I think. Okay. Yeah. But I, you know, it's in a lot of stuff, but it's not usually uh, emphasized. And with non-duality, it just stands alone, which is nice. And uh, yeah, I heard these ideas and they were very novel to the way I thought, seemingly. And uh, they landed and they unpacked and they brought me to a lot of stops and pauses where, um, you know, the emperor was shown not to have any clothes. And what's one to do? Yeah. <laughs> the gig is up. <laughs> you either, whatever, patch it back up and pull them up and get better belts or suspenders, or you just realize the emperor has no clothes. And, just, and that's the way it is. So, yeah. Yeah. I, that, you know, I met you years ago in Dublin where, you know, I had, uh, I was sharing in AA recovery for a long time. While I was sharing in AA, things were changing in my own landscape inside, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was bringing those changes to the AA things I was doing, workshops. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone loved them until they got the idea, it's not AA. And yeah. then there would be a lot of uh, <laughs> blowback, yeah. which is insane, but whatever. And uh, so I felt a little frustrated uh, because I had become a caricature in my community, non-self Paul, Buddha Paul, fourth step Paul. Really, yeah. so people were hearing me, but they weren't listening really. So we put on a website. First few people we tried to get who knew anything about computers were newcomers. So, so they went out. So the website took about two years to finally come to pass and uh, we named uh, Zenbishlap. I like the name, actually. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's quite so then we, that introduced me to people outside of recovery. Yeah. yeah everyone's recovering from something, you know. So mm. I started to go to other groups. And, uh, you know, then I could see spiritual addiction in its glory. And uh, it's addiction in a spiritual vehicle. Addiction is seeking sort of like water seeks the way it can go. Uh, addiction is is a policy, possibility seeing a form of expression. So spirituality can be ridden by addiction, just like drug use or yeah. sex, money or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my being uh, ignorant, but thinking I know a lot. You know, I thought spirituality would be exempt from the from the addictive takeover, but it isn't. You know, it's used by the mental state to to uh, express that. And it was interesting. You know, and I thought non-duality was the best diagnosis of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also the truest, greatest relief, because it's premised on being ourselves reality or we are what we're looking for which is usually you may sooner, you may someday become what you're looking for, but usually most things present a lot of work and effort. You're going to have to become what you're looking for, but this was, you are what you're looking for. From the outset. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I love that aspect. So basically, if you are that which you're looking for, then the way to clear up all those mistakes that occur is through negation. You just see what you're not. Nitty nitty, like yeah. Yeah, because to see what you're not will will lead you to where you never left. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to be led to where you never left by journeys and travels as what you're not. I think it just gets lost. Especially yeah. in the spiritual arena, the spiritual pursuit, the spiritual well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's probably the worst one, maybe, because you're blindfolded, aren't you? Well, it has. It can, it can extend because uh, as a business plan, it says it may take lifetimes. So how can you judge it if it's working or not? Yeah. If it's making a lifetime. So it's got a pretty good uh, shield for investigation. But I, I believe the head claims whatever's happening. Yeah. And it's going to use it for its own ends. Yeah. To uh, reinforce its idea of what's going on, which is a, a dualistic idea that there's me and I'm experiencing shit. Yeah, there's two-ness at least, usually three-ness. There's me, the experience, and the experienced, yes? But yeah. uh, non-duality just brings that those misunderstandings into stark contrast. When you hear non-duality, it brings uh, how you hear it and what the hearer looks like uh, into stark contrast. It's beautiful, really. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer of negation as the way of uh, seemingly arriving based on the fact that you've never left. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to unpack the spiritual kind of uh, addictiveness part of it. I mean, the negation, I, I think, is a positive uh, nearly excused the pun there. It's not a positive aspect of what you're saying. Um, because you, as you say, you're left in that absolute authentic place, whatever that is, but it's there. Yeah. Um, but by negation, the 12 steps actually are by negation, aren't they? They work by negation. Um, four and five and, and, you know, the personal inventory and, and step three, you know, you, you, and until you come to believe that it might be a, a better way than what you think there is. It might not be you, in other words. It could be something else running the show. Um, so are the 12 steps all about negation? I mean... Well, the, it's it's seemingly for most people, no, because it's not read that way. Because if you read the big book, I feel the big book was a download, really. I, I actually the, agree with you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. some of the information comes through cleanly and others have some uh, addendums of the humanness onto it. So at one moment, it's very clear that self has defeated us. The next moment is where the, where the cause of every problem. So which is it? Is something else in us that is that which has defeated us or are we the problem? So it switches from paragraph to paragraph at times. But there are some beautiful nuggets that I uh, I park at, and that's the understanding I have of the book. I don't see, I don't believe we manufacture our own misery. I feel we're the facility that can manufacture a lot. It matters who's running the facility. So if self is running the facility, 
it, it likes to manufacture misery. Yeah. Yeah. So, the idea that it's you manufacturing misery, I think, is the act of being identified as self. And that, to me, is the root of the disease, I feel. Yeah. yeah? There's an anchoring of an apparent ego in, in that statement. Yeah. It's like a oh, permanent cool. anchor, isn't it? Well, because it, <clears throat> I don't like the idea of ego because yeah. I think there's a feeling that you can sense when someone talks about having an ego and losing an ego, there's still a sense of a one before the ego. So that to me is the sense of self. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think the ego is an object, an objectification of the self by self, really. I tell you my feeling. So, so can you talk like about that, that subtle difference, Paul? Sorry, that subtle difference. But can you talk about that, what you just said there, the ego, you don't really believe in the ego because it leads us astray and you get, you fall victim of the false self again. So how can you discern well, yeah, what is the false self and what exactly, isn't it? There's still a sense of something that has an ego. Yes? Yeah, yeah. A sense. And, and, even, and then when the ego comes there's a something. And then if the ego goes, there's a something. What is that something? I think that's the sense of self. Yeah. So I don't think it's the ego, my own feeling. So that, yeah. that sense of false self, can you describe or discern that for us? I mean, well, it's the sense of being the owner of something or the doer or the haver of something that you don't own or do or have. You don't have an ego. There's no, there's no independent, long-lasting thing called Paul that has an ego. I just don't believe it is. I don't believe there's a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Tell you the truth. I think that's the mirage. And I think yeah. in the, the, the big book, I, I think it says the, the apparent false self, false self center, or? Yes, yes. See, see, the thing is, see, the, the court... The big book talks about a spiritual condition. I would say we are that. And a spiritual condition isn't of thing. Yeah. You don't, it's not, you don't meet a six, two, six foot two thing spirit. Yeah. Spirit isn't defined by a flesh limitation or anything. It's more of, you know, spacious. So I feel we are of that. I don't believe. I don't believe the dominant condition is physical or mental. I believe it's spiritual, let's say. And I think the physical and mental are appearances in a larger condition, which is spirit. Yes. Now, they may be sucking up all the intention and interest. So it seems as if the physical and mental is first, but I think that's just a, an appearance. That's an aspect of dreaming. Yeah. So when you lose interest in self, uh, you see that the predominance of physical and mental shifts. And then what truly is dominant, if you say, or what truly is the context is not of a thing nature or a time nature. It's, is it yeah. a knowingness or without a know? Is it like a knowingness, like an awareness? I mean, awareness has been bantered about a lot, you know. Yeah, I don't, there's, there is awareness, of course. And so, uh, but I don't believe there's a, anyone knowing that. I think we are aware. And then here, there's an activity that says there's a me that seemingly is asleep and the me that seemingly can wake up. 
But the fact is the awakeness is the fact. And so the seemingly awake and the seemingly asleep are both appearings. They're appearances, but they don't change the fact that all of this yes and no is based on a fact underlying it. So people seem to be asleep for 70 years or they seem to wake up, let's say, at 35. Now, when they wake up, usually it informs them that they've always been awake because that's the fact. Yeah. So you can seem to be asleep or you can seem to be awake, but the fact is you're awake. Yeah. Yeah. So this idea, I can seemingly think, you know, and it's the system is interpreting the event. So when we were doing that talk in Dublin, on that last day, people from outside the retreat could come. And I remember a guy came and he was talking about how casually I share about the idea of not being a body. He says, to me, it seems impossible. And I said, yeah, you're coming from a body. So from the body's point of view, it's impossible not to be a body. That would be self-preservation of a system. For it to think any other way would be dangerous to its seeming cohesiveness, yes? Mm -hmm. So, of course, that which is identified is not going to say, oh, it'd be so easy not to be identified. (laughs) It would say it's near impossible, yes, because it's protecting its own ass, so to speak. So, this is the point. (laughs) When you're, I remember I was chanting, you know, basically, I, I, I arrived at the Course in Miracles through certain things. And yeah, Course in Miracles, very profound mover of a lot of ideas, perceptions, changing. So one of them was, I got clear that the problem is that body identification. That's, I felt that was pretty much it. So then I would be keen on the lesson, you know, I am not a body, I am free, I'm just as God created me, whatever. Mm. And I would say it a lot, but then I realized uh, what was saying it was a body identification. So the body was chanting, <laughs> I'm not a body, reinforcing the body identification. I went, whoops. <laughs> but there was a principle in there that I saw, which was very valuable. Because a lot of times when you're chanting about being out, it's reinforcing the seemingly in. in yeah. And you don't see that. But that does, if you don't see it, it doesn't mean you're not going to be looking from it. You're going to be looking from it if you don't see it. It doesn't, it's not a chance thing. If you don't see that identification in play, you're going to be living from it. Just simple. Yeah, there's no, uh, oh, it doesn't, it's not, it's not true. Yes, it is. The mental state arises very quick, replaces the living verb of you with a, static noun and then you live as if you're a noun living through a world of verbs yeah and uh that's if there's if there if that isn't the epitome of the activity of a dualistic nature i don't know what is it's you as a noun living and trying to manage and control verbs i desire this verb i hate this verb i want that i don't want this all of this centrally located command center is a is a magical reference that's triangulated by the addiction to the head it just constantly has you triangulated in a body and you're in a little bit of a a stopping point between the past and the future (laughs) 
you were Paul, you're gonna be Paul, therefore you are Paul now. Yes. You, you so call it me, selfing, don't you? You call it selfing. Huh? Yeah. Selfing is yeah. a great term, yeah. Yes, the selfing precludes it's selfing isn't saying you're gonna become something, it says you already are. It already says it's a done deal. You are a self. That's what it that's this assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Thought from you were here, you're gonna be here and get used to it. You're here now, really. Doom. And uh yeah. that's what it does. It's not like, oh Paul, you have a choice every moment. You can be in the act of becoming self or not. Okay, I like that option. No, you are a self, and the only option you have is to try to get out of self. Ha 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 as self. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Good yeah. luck. There you go. Tons of businesses pop up to assist you to get out of self as self with no real success rate. <laughs> it's impossible, <laughs> you isn't it? Self can't get out of self. But, but it's impossible. There's no way out, no way. I mean, what can you, what can anyone do about, or what can be done? It's an impossible. Well, a lot of it can be done, but the meaning that it will have won't be given by you. You know, mm. life can use anything. You know, people get stopped a lot of times during the day. We were just talking about it in a way, you know, I live in an area with uh, ranches, you know, nice. not far from where we live. We can go in a back road and you go by a lot of horses. And most of the time they're just standing still. Yeah. They're just big fucking massive muscle and it's just not moving, <laughs> not looking. It's just there. It's paused. I would love to see that happen to humans every once in a while. I think it would be a... It should be like a social requirement. Three times a day, everyone just stops for like 10 seconds and just let the, let the shit fucking land for a while. And maybe you'll come out and smell a rose, see a bird, see a, a, a neighbor, say hello, just something instead of this constant drive, drive, drive. It's slavery to me, but hey. Whatever. Yeah. But I'm always wild about the horses. They're just like, wow. And then you come back and maybe they moved a few feet. Maybe they're not. And then it's like, wow. That's incredible. Uh, you mentioned so. that guy that, that, that said, you know, he's the body. It's impossible. You know, it's ridiculous for you to say that you can't be the body. It's too easy for you to say that. But the thing is, I think Nisar Gadatta said, you know, it's ironic that people go searching for enlightenment. And at the same time, believing that they're the body. Yes, of it's course. Like, it's a massive hole in that fishing net. Yes. Well, that's why it's good to see what you are and what you're not before you start looking for something else. <laughs> <laughs> because that something else might be what's looking. So, yeah. You got to have this, you got to have a little clarity or you may be using what you want to find to look for it. Yeah. Can I say, you know, there's there's something coming up all the time, having an open mind, like a genuine open mind, open-mindedness. Can that be manufactured, surely? Oh, I guess you could spring it like a, like a spring. I don't know if it would last or stay. But I think if you get some... If you get a free sample and you see what's possible, uh, that information may appear in your life to lead you there. Yeah. yeah. But I don't see you as a doer of it, no. No. I feel there's a, 
What's really happening is behind the scenes, we're an expression sort of just on the surface level. And, um, and we seek to understand and know. So narratives are made up to explain shit. We really don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I don't know what awareness is really. It's just an incessant onness that doesn't seem to be triggered or, or controlled, uh, seems to be 360 degrees down and up everything else i would say it's just a space like a brilliant space so but people throw around awareness and then they start going into pure awareness give me a break you know (laughs) there's awareness and there's pure awareness i don't see that it's just awareness now when it goes through the pipe it may look more pure or more dirty but that's from the pipe that's not from the awareness (laughs) Yeah, I got me some pure awareness here. No, no, I don't see that. And so, yeah, but, uh, you know, we have a very, very, uh, it's a, it's a, it's sub, it's a subjective language used by objects. You know, it's very difficult to, uh, really communicate, but you, you hope that people don't think the delivery is the truck. It's something that the words deliver a sense of something. And that sense is of us. Yeah. And it just gets a little tickled or something. And then it starts having more of an influence in this, you know, uh, this myopic interest and attention, uh, direction. And then, uh, you know, a lot gets revealed. It doesn't take that much time. And then the interest and attention gets freed from the the dead preoccupation with the story of Paul, which is actually enslaving the Paul that wants to be the heroic free person. He's an, actually enslaved from, with that desire. And then there's that same interest and attention, if released from that, is will... Uh, bringing you an ease and comfort. You'll be have you'll be able to sense the presence, enjoy peace of mind, all this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So freedom. From I the think it all, it's all, it's all uh, pivoted on interest, loss of interest. Like we say in AA, everything starts right on page 63 says, so we lose interest in self. That's the key. And then it says, You'll see what you can contribute to life. You'll, you'll start being interested in others. Tons of things happen on that pivot. So, or the whole thing about perhaps there's a better way. It's pivoted on uh, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So the truth is there's a whole lot of trusting the finite self. Yes, that's basically the motivation for all the other shenanigans that arises. Yeah, just like it says in the big book. Self-reliance has failed us. That's the cause of fear or anxiety is we're relying on something that failed us. Yeah. So what's one to do? It has a slick move. It's like a parasite that knows its hostility to a host and has come up with the great strategy to neutralize the host. And in this case, it's not a paralyzing venom, though it works almost like a paralyzing venom, which is, the parasite convinces the host that it's the host. So now the host can only entertain being free as a parasite. He can't entertain being free from the parasite. 
And a lot of people in the act of being identified as the parasite don't know they're in the act of being identified as parasite. They don't know they're getting dragged along by that mental addiction. They don't. And so they're trying to get free as self from self. And, uh, it fails. Obviously, the, the statement self can't get out of self is not in the big book. It was an observation from people in the community of recovery. It got it was so obviously recognized that it started spread through communities because it's not in the big book. Yet where I grew up in recovery in San Francisco area was used quite a lot. Self can't get out of self. Why? Because a lot of people tried and they found that they can't. Because self, a.k.a. Paul, Bill, Mary, Jill, can't get out of self. Now, think self as Paul definitely believes it can get out of self. So it shoots up a large amount of cocaine with the hopes to get out of self, even if it's for five seconds. Mm. Yeah. But Paul isn't Paul itself. So self can't get out of self. It's a program. uh, I don't think it's a glitch. It just can't do it. Self cannot get out of self, and it cannot get that. It will keep trying. So it uses one vehicle, let's say addiction, drug addiction. That doesn't work. It gets on to a spiritual, and then addiction expresses there, or money, or whatever, porn, whatever. It's always finding ways to facilitate the attempt to get out of self as self, because that's, that's like the calisthenics of the addiction. That's how it works out in a way. It doesn't work out about being in. It works out trying to get out. See, the trying to get out of self is the bigger form of being in self. It's unbelievably huge. And there's tons of things that people use to try to get out of self. Tons of stuff. Yeah. But as self. Yeah. So. There's a beautiful message in self can get out of self that's very disarming because if it applies to this life that you call yours and you recognize it, things can change. Yeah, things can truly change. You just you won't spend another minute looking for what can't be found. You will not. I mean, I've been trying to get out of here since I was six years old. Seriously, I have I came to some kind of rooting settling of a recognition that I can't transcend an imaginary place. So I've been here completely here for years now, (laughs) completely here all day, all night, dreaming, not dreaming, completely here, no interest of escaping, none. Yet that was my whole drive when I, since I was six years old, but it's failed. And thank God I had the ability to be convinced really. I just saw it. And uh, anyone who comes up with an amazing new way to escape, I'm just like, I have absolutely no interest. Because I know there's no escape. There's no escape. That's the, yeah. that's the great yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Because there's nothing to escape from. See, that's what we're believing. We're believing a lot of shit is real that it isn't real. And the, the, yeah. the business of it tells us that we we can escape, doesn't it? Of course. That's yeah. how you get sold shit. Yes, constantly. Yeah. Don't don't fail now. Just keep doing it. It's going to work. Yes, it's slavery, really. Slavery with, you know, better gear, so to speak. Yeah. Better gear, nice outfits, shit like that. But it's, it's like, a slavery nonetheless. It's like the power now, keep it in the moment. Try not to keep it in the moment. 
it's like what what's going on you know the power of now <clears throat> yes here is just to know the basic beginnings that here now is the boundary that's never crossed it's always here now there's no nothing ever ever happens other than here now now people may think that's a nice novel idea but that's a fact The mental state doesn't abide by that fact. It makes what's not happening up. And so it can't erase here now, but what it does, it fills it up with what's not happening. So we're obsessed with what's not happening while, and it's an aspect of what's happening. But this aspect sort of like the 30 little zoom boxes become a one big zoom box, which is what's not happening. It's crazy, yeah. man. Crazy. Well, it's insane. But it's, it has value because it tells you, what does it tell you? What can a failed system show you? It's failed. That's valuable. It is extremely valuable. If you're under the illusion that you're a working uh, thing, And so that would keep churning out hope if you felt you were working. But when you realize you're not managerial quality, you're fucked. <laughs> Then real change can settle in because you're not moving anymore. Really, the operation can continue. It, your consent is not moving. You just give up. There's a surrender. And then the operation can go on because <laughs> you know, it's basically not going to happen. Yeah, I'm not getting out of here. I had it with drug addiction. I It came to me that I could shoot enough cocaine that would p produce an overdose where the body was physically coming to a stop. It was going to have a heart attack. Yes, basically. And I believe that there would be a few seconds of time or maybe even a minute that I would be in life without self. And it seemed like it was worth it to me at that point. The only problem was a lot of the time, the only way I actually survived and didn't die with this pursuit is by the time I would get to that level of five or seven days of shooting Coke, I couldn't put the needle in anymore because my hand was shaking. So I had to, I had to have trust someone else And I would make the size of the shot, but they wouldn't push it in because they would see my eyes change and they knew I was going to go and they'd pull it out and I'd be so fucking pissed at them, but they saved my life. But I, I, so I was committed. I was committed to go all the way on that level. And I'm telling you, you can't escape from an imaginary place. What we take to be real isn't real. It's dreaming. Really. <clears throat> I was reading or listening something from about a scientist. They, they, they never have the answers to their questions. Then again, there's probably no questions as well. But the thing about it is they were saying that if everybody believes, if, if a lot of people believe the same illusion, that becomes reality. It's quite, I like that way of saying it. Yeah. It's collective like that. Yes. Well, yeah. there's some agree on stuff here. You know, there are trees. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing. That, yeah. 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 We We call it a tree, but. Someone in Africa in a jungle, in a some sort of a, you know, yeah, Amazon, Amazonian jungle might call it something else. Oh yeah, there's a recognition. It's the meaning that's given is always different. Yeah, because that's what we're doing here. We're dreaming. 
And what is dreaming? It's giving meaning to things. For them, things that be able to be given meaning, they must be empty of their, their own meaning. That's a like in Buddhism, yeah. that's everything a, is empty. Yeah, everything so is empty. something yeah. that's empty can be filled. So yeah. we can give meaning to everything. And right. this is the, we're dreaming. We're not in a dream. We're the act of dreaming. A lot of meaning is being given right now to, to emptiness, really, to bring about an appearance in thingness. Yes, all day. We don't know this because it's just happening. So it's, has, you know, like the, the idea of being Paul is like a pimple on a large swath of skin. You know, it's, it doesn't have the best point of view. It's just, it thinks it's risen above everything else, but it's a pimple. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we don't know what's going on, but you can get hints about it. You can. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. if you rub shoulders enough with something, you start intimating a presence. You know, you can sense something. So, and then when you hear an understanding that describes it as dreaming, it may really hit you and go, wow, that's a nice way of putting it because that's how it's felt. I never put it that way, but it's dreaming. You know, now the head would say, I'm, I may be in a dream, but that's not me dreaming. It's I or someone else's dream. No, we are the act of dreaming. We are giving everything all the meaning it has right now. What? Yeah. And then here we are going over some imagined slight 30 years ago, you know, taking all this power and then focusing on something to be right about 30 years ago. It's insane. But uh, <laughs> so by making things small, we blow them out of proportion, you know. Yeah. So we miss the bigness, so to speak. But hey, whatever. But that's what the mind does. It, 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 put, it, it the mind can't survive nearly without a problem. And it's sort of, it's historic, isn't it? The mind as well. I mean. Well, there is no mind. It's a compilation of activity, obviously. So, so, and. So what is the mind? I mean, can you drill down into that? I don't know. I don't know. I'd say it's a, it's a compilation of activities, but there's no rest in it because it's activity. It's agitation. So, uh, There's, so there's thoughts that are noticed, and those thoughts seemingly carry meaning. I believe they're given meaning through the my, and these things occur, but I don't believe there's something called mind. There is mind, but it's not a something, you know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's uh, incomprehensible, not understandable, not experienced, because we are it, but... Uh, you can get some intimacy of it by the idea of uh, the seeing triggers the interpretation of the seer seeing, obviously. So the seeing, the consciousness that's in contact through seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, and thinking stuff, right, triggers uh, the idea of seer seeing. So seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking, you know, noticing sensations, you know, perceiving, these are activities that are going on. And from them, the mental state hatches a dualistic expression. So the seeing really, the seeing is an activity that's being done with the seer seen. Yeah. So there's the seer 
that has the attribute of seeing, and then there's the scene that, that gets seen. So it's the object of the, that event. So the seeing, the seer is the subject, and the scene is the object. That's duality, yes? That's duality. Yeah. It's derived from the seeing, where there is no seer or seeing, there's just seeing. Yeah? Yes? Yeah. The seeing is what's happening. The seer scene is is derived from what's happening by the mental state and then spawned as this uh, this interpretation of seeing, uh, emphasizing seer scene, hearing, emphasizing hearer heard. Feeling, emphasizing, feel, feel, felt, right? Mm. Yet there's a lot of switcheroos on the felt, seen, heard side, but there's no switcheroo, switcheroo on the seer, the hearer, the feeler. That one's constantly getting reinforced by all the different scenes, heard, and felt. All of those different ones are, re, are referencing the one same seer, hearer, feeler. Yes. So this is the addiction. This is the loop of self-importance. Yeah, it just, yeah. There's a lot of different things I see, but there's only one seer. There's tons of different thoughts. There's only one thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it comes to this sense of oneness through the through the claiming of many. Yeah. 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 yeah it's crazy. And it's like if if I sometimes would point things out the, the bit that I know, and it's like you know, I, oh, I, I, and it's and it's caught in that. Um, that arena of multitudes of objects and see things that are seen. And it's like, Oh, I, I wouldn't think that deep yet. There's only one. It's only, there's only one aspect to that. It, it sounds like it's, it's like a doubt, a doubtfulness, like an assumption yes. of a seer. You yes. Know? There's only the whole thing. The scenes are forgotten quite a lot. The seer is constantly being remembered, you remembered, know, yeah. reinforced, repointed at. Yeah. The, the pointing, the pointers aren't essential. They're forgotten usually yeah. quite a lot. But what the job they're doing is essential to the mental state, which is its center is self. The whole system is centered on this idea of self. So everything has to be referencing back to that. It's like it funnels into that false self. It's like yeah, a totally, totally. And it's a damn good system because it doesn't, it, it makes shit out of nothing really. Because yeah. they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, but immediately, and that's the sense of living really here that can be completely underdeveloped and underemphasized. And we go, we just fall into the trance quite easily <clears throat> without questioning it. And now seeing what seeing is barely sensed or felt. And the occupation is on the seer. Really? Yeah. Which is a mental idea. And of course, you know, like when you were a kid, if you weren't in a violent situation and shit, you know, life was happening, sort of cool. And then the head got developed and then it turned into life's happening to me, which is interpretation. So this is what happens. It doesn't have a life <clears throat> to interpret. It interprets life to point out this idea of this story of being the one. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't have a long run like a TV show, maybe 80 or 90 years. You know, the body's going to end and the story <clears throat> Like it never happened. So yeah, I mean, in a fact, it really doesn't leave any mark. 
whatsoever. When, when I first, you know, everybody suffers. I, I went through my fair share of it. But the thing about it is when I first heard about non-duality, there was, there was a way out. <laughs> seemed and it's very attractive i mean we're all looking for a way out but it was like the ultimate way out and through the investigation it was suddenly dawned on me that i'm sort of like i'm not going to get anything here this is about what you just described the false sense of self yes and it was like oh shit in a way yeah, but that's not you, so that's great. Mm. That's the system's voice. The system's voice is always looking for something. Yeah, mm. it is. To to get us a reflection of itself, really. It's like someone who's afraid of having no face, so everything it meets, it uses it as a reflective surface to get a picture of itself. So... It doesn't get a picture of self through seeing. It gets a, a picture of itself as the seer. Yeah. Yeah. Seer. The seer, the hearer, the feel, the taste, the toucher. And it's like an addiction. It's like Narcissus with the pond. But now we have like technology that acts like the pond. We can just follow ourselves on something, seeing pictures of us as a body all day. Yeah. That's uh, it's overwhelming. You know, they always make these cryptic statements. They'll have a beautiful park and there's a, a, a one lonely bench and there's a young girl there and she's just looking at her phone. So she's in this beautiful place. And the only thing is it's Narcissus seeing its reflection. Yeah. It's got, it's like, uh, it says a lot. It's, but this is what's happening, you know. Is there a lot th- of th- there's no ultimate advantage uh, to any of this, though, Paul? Is there? I don't mean that in any way. Like uh, you know, I'm just saying that there can be an advantage. You lose interest in ultimate advantages, <clears throat> and hmm? you lose interest in you know the final solution or anything. Final, you yeah. just uh, travel lighter. I like that. Travel you, lighter. you just like lose that. interest in self, which uh, yeah. Like instead of uh, driven by the need to be liberated, you you realize you're not that which needs to be liberated. So you lose interest in it. That's what happens. That's been my feeling anyway. And I've these... lost a lot of interest in shit that I was very interested in. Yeah, a lot. I mean, com- I mean, a lot to the point where I'm not moved an inch by any advertisements about it. You know what I mean? the next savior or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, there was a book, I think about a statement out of Tibetan Buddhism, uh, the wisdom of no escape. And so it can be translated in a lot of ways, but, uh, you can't escape from an imaginary place. So no, there, the wisdom is of no escape. It's stunning. That's the escape in a weird way. Yeah. It's the escape stunning. isn't going anywhere. It's like we're not the presence and we're not the, we're not the, the presence and we're not the not beingness. We're nothing really, whatever, you know, but again, also through the years, my, I, maybe in the beginning, I target the hearer of the message. I don't target the hearer anymore. <clears throat> That's really the obstruction. See, 
hearing the message isn't I've heard the message. Hearing the message is something that has oomph. Uh, being the hearer of the message, it's nuded already. Yeah. So when we are sharing, we're not talking to the person. We're talking around them. I don't believe I can miss everywhere, but I can miss you. <laughs> so this is what we do by pouring it on or we don't have, all right, let's take 20 seconds of loving gazing and shit, which is all fine and dandy, but we don't take any time because we don't want the head to regroup. You know, we want to overwhelm it so that, you know, you're finally left with your own devices because you can't juggle another ball and then you see they're not your devices, which is great. Yeah. So you, you stop, you know, trying to feed something that's always hungry. You just stop, you know, asking more and more questions while you're actually the answer. Yeah. Things like that start to occur. Yeah. 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 And, um, did, did, did the mind or the, the self thing come back in, in your past? Well, it never left. Yeah. It never left. It had interruptions, yeah. obviously where it was sort of knocked out, but it regroups as long as life continues and has this appearance. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is uh, there's a loss of interest in it. Yeah. And it doesn't have its own voice. It's sort of, uh, it's like technology. It steals it really. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the self thing happens, but there is no self where most people believe if they learn about selfing, they think it's them doing it, which would be a self. Yeah. Selfing is stands on its own. <clears throat> it's a mental activity. No one's there choosing to do it. See, this is why people get stuck on a lot. When they learn about selfing, it's another thing to be guilty about. So you realize why the head doesn't want to learn a lot. It's just, it's just more baggage, really. I'd rather be ignorant and blissful than to know shit, yeah? But the beautiful thing about non-duality that brings about a feelessness is you're not learning about you. You're learning about a you. You're learning about something that you're not, yeah? And it has value because it can be a way of remembering what doesn't need to be remembered, but in remembering you're not that, there's a sense of what you are. Yeah. So, but as that, who wants to see more shit? You know, look at what the head's done with the word awakening. It would have been better off for most people never have heard that word. They would have been having a better day today. And enlightenment. Fuck. Unbelievable. So you can see that we give everything the meaning it has from different locations. When you're giving the meaning to enlightenment from self, it becomes a fucking burden. It becomes a race. It becomes someone added some more miles on the track and I'm, I'm lagging behind and that guy shouldn't be ahead of me. And this, yes. And so it, one of the definitions of enlightenment is a cessation of all suffering. When the selfing claims it, it's used to produce suffering. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and there's suffering on the search, isn't there? I mean, to enlightenment, apparently. the search, and especially when it's seen as a race. Yeah, yeah. So not an enlightened before you. It just reinforces <laughs> that false sense of self, that false sense of authorship or or determination. Yeah. It's like determination, like someone being determined. I mean, yeah. 
like I remember one lady, she says, oh, I, I lost the ego. Now, the only thing that's bothering me is other people's ego. <laughs> I said, uh, I don't think that's the way it works, but uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's true. If everybody else changed, I'd be happy, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just the way I want them. Yeah. And that's what the conclusion is. Of course, they'd be happy yeah. if they did what I wanted. That's just, a, I don't even need to investigate that. Of course, yeah. they'd be happy to see me more happy. Of course. <laughs> this is a, one of the main, see, like one of the main delusions they speak about in recovery is that you're confronted with an incredible failure of managing. And yet the response from that which failed says, well, if I only manage better, it will probably work out. So I just got to manage better. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, it's like a catastrophic failure. And then, yeah, yeah, it, it's like it sprouts up into like, now I'm going to get my life in order. It's exactly. slippery. The self can't get out of self. It won't stop. Yeah, yeah. That which is driven to manage isn't going to stop managing. It may make a deal if it thinks it's going to get what it wants and act like it, but it's all temporary. It's all on a timeshare system. Mm. Uh, it just doesn't... Yeah. It's like my higher power wants me to get a wonderful new job. You're not going to convince the action figure. uh, It's not going to be a chariot of the gods. It's just not. It's got its programming. It sees things in a certain way. And those ways on one level are not changing. Yeah. It believes it has free will. It does. I went to Baskin Robbins and I was walking in wanting vanilla and I switched up and got coffee. There you go. That whole three weeks of retreat about not having free will. I just blew it out of the water by basking in Robin's visit because as Ramana said beautifully, these people always asking him free will predetermination. He says, listen, as, as long as there's a sense of individuality, there's going to be a sense of free will. So why the hell do you want to jump over the individuality and try to convince the individual that it doesn't have free will? It's pointless, stupid. I feel yeah. Yeah. Now, questioning individuality may be interesting. That would be cool. But you're getting lost in the weeds purposely to get into those topics when really the topic is the sense of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler. Yeah. Yeah. You're, the one. The, you're just at the top of the funnel. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So and I think it's an it's it's a strategy the head uses. It loves it's sort of like Dracula will volunteer to go on every vampire hunt. Yeah. And it's cunning, baffling, and, cunning, baffling and powerful aspect of it, isn't yeah. it? So you won't stop and ask, hey, this guy's Dracula. <laughs> he's the problem. What? No, he's killing them. Oh, yes. You seem to know a lot about vampires, Bill. Oh, yes. <laughs> but we kill a lot. There's still more vampires. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's not think that way. Let's enjoy just killing vampires. <laughs> Isn't there an end game? No, don't worry. <laughs> it's funny. We can't re- stop relying on that which is unreliable. That's what you tell the truth about. The head plays you, and then it plays you relying on you. They're both selves. 
the, the idea of self. There is no self. Then those are the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. If you see it, it loses its hold on you. That's been, that was my, that's how it worked. Yeah. So, Hey, uh, I got to get going soon. If we okay. can. Paul, thanks. Thanks. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, thanks so much. Right. And, uh, I'm glad we, we were able to do the meeting eventually. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Um, can I just mention your way your website and how people get in contact with you if you want them to and things and you do meetings and things. Yeah. Yeah. Zenbitchlap.com. Okay. And all the info is there on the website. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. And I think they can go to Paul Hederman YouTube okay. too. I think I'm not sure, but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Paul, thank you so much, sir. Now, remember, don't go to Zen, B-Y-T-C-H, slap. I think that's a soft porn site, so be careful. It's Zen, bitch, B-I-T-C-H. Get the right one. <laughs> yeah, or you may find more out of the other one. Who knows? So. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Hey, thanks. It's great to see you, man. I'm happy you seem to, uh, things are working well, eh? Yeah, good. Good, actually, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, life yeah. is good. Life is good. Ups and well, downs. on the but... coast, on the west, eh? Uh, southwest, actually, yeah. Um, beautiful yeah. part of Ireland, Killarney, you know. It's it's beautiful place. Yeah. You have to come oh, over Killarney. sometime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to come over sometime. Maybe you come over to Ireland again, will you? I don't know. I hope to. I haven't, you know, that the whole thing put everything like that on stop for a couple of years. So uh, I'm going, I do live meetings around here, but, but yeah, I'd always love go back to Ireland. I like it. I love, I have those people in uh, Dublin that I do the talks. Great bunch of lads. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great bunch of lads. Yeah. Yeah. We had fun there. eh? It was great. Yeah. It was great. We went to that little, uh, that little, cafe on the water yeah we, we skipped the talks and we went over there yeah. that was good chill out yeah. beach yeah. those guys are trippy neil and everyone yeah really nice guys yeah yeah really yeah. enjoyed our company man yeah 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 they're cool so all right my friend thank okay. you for getting in touch with me anytime yeah like. we'll do paul my info now. cheers all right take care see you, see you. thank you for joining us on our podcast and we very much hope you enjoyed us If you did, please subscribe for more on your chosen platform. And also, if you'd like to keep in contact, please hit us up on social media. So folks, until next time, please take care and we hope you join us soon.